Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we are talking about the Netflix original, I guess, mm-hmm. or Netflix Netflix movie, mm-hmm. um, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. The yes, sequel to Knives Out. The director, Ryan Johnson, uh, did not want it to have to say a Knives Out mystery. He wanted He did it? it? No, he just wanted it to be called Glass Onion. Oh. Um, which is kind of sad, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, how come... I mean, the only the only character that's, like, recurring is is Detective... What's his name? Buffon? What's his name? No, Benoit Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's kind of like the Poirot of of this universe that Ryan Johnson has crafted as, as the little glass onion IMDb um, description says, it says famed Southern detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece for his latest case. So we should should have been called, it should have been called a, a a detective, a detective Blanc mystery, not a knives out mystery. Cause this is, this is completely separate. Like, did they want knives out in there? So people knew that it was, it was connected to knives out. I mean, I get it, but like, Yes, it seems like the, the answer is that um, the average movie-going audience is an idiot. Um, so, I mean, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> they want it. Well, obviously, this movie didn't even. It went into theaters, um, but it was mostly just for Netflix. a week only. Yeah, it does say that. And it, pro- it probably it probably went uh, into theaters so that it could get nominated for stuff, right? That is exactly right. <laughs> Look at me. Two two for two. And to make a little bit of money, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen this in theaters, uh, but I just I could I couldn't get to it. So and, and it was nice and it was yeah. nice to watch it with a with with my roommates. So I mean and I'm pretty sure Casey would have gone to see it with me, but then this way Raymond could see it with, with us too. So it just made yeah. it easier. It's easier. You know what? Watching movies in your own home is easier. Isn't that such a crazy idea? (laughs) That's such a crazy thought. No, it's not. It's easier, but it's a different experience. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just as distracted watching watching a movie in, in theaters as I am at home. I mean... Because you don't go to empty theaters. You go to very full theaters where kids are running around in front of you trying to get to their parents' food. Not for lack of trying. I need to go see more more early morning ones. That's that's the problem. That's my problem. That's what I have to do. <laughs> 
Well, this one, because it's a sequel, the only character, like you said, that is the same as Daniel Craig's character, um, but it's still a murder mystery. So those are fun. And, you know, the way that Ryan Johnson has written them to be, they're a little bit, they're like elevated Ag- Agatha Christie movies. You know, they're like interesting and they have a lot of like fun characters in them, especially this one. Um which is kind yeah, of a, this... a group. Go ahead. It's it's yeah. a group of people who all know each other to start. Yeah, I like that we're dealing with a lot of different people. I'm I'm gonna compare this movie, of course, to Knives Out, the the first one. Um, I like that we kind of have a a bigger cast to work with, um, and uh, there were some really great characters in this movie. Uh, really fun, like. Uh, almost like satirical uh cartoonish types of people mm-hmm. kind of like this movie that. was so colorful like i felt like i felt like both movies have kind of had a, a a color scheme mm-hmm. and and like a very different vibe um knives out was like a lot of um like fall like autumn colors it was very it was almost like a little bit yes. dark autumn Classic colors dark um rich tones and you know wood in an old mansion so that was yeah, with that a, with tone a, with a bickering family which i, I really enjoy sweaters you know amazing sweaters amazing absolutely amazing sweaters and then this one we have very very bright like pops of color and lots of patterns and lots of like it just this movie was just in your face like how mm-hmm. how chaotic it was um yeah and that's fun and it also is on an island like off the coast of greece so it's got that you know mediterranean feeling and very blues and greens and yellows and um yeah that very like paradise but almost kind of like isolated um kind of uh I don't know, going crazy mental state type of type of feel too. Like yeah, it's, like it's, you know it's, when we went to Italy for, for like two weeks straight. You remember that? That was yeah. That was kind of like I, this. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't feel like I was going insane in Italy though. <laughs> I feel like if I was here, I would go insane. <laughs> yeah, this island that this really rich billionaire. Um, Miles has crafted, apparently, we we figure out quickly that this group of people are tied because their main benefactor is their um, so-called friend who is kind of a, um, he's kind of an Elon Musk figure in which he's developed something that has made him billions of dollars in the tech world. And therefore, he feels like he's kind of the god of everyone. I guess that makes sense. Yep, I could, I could, I most definitely agree with that. Um, Ed uh, Edward Norton's character Miles was um, was he was equally brilliant and dumb. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear. Yeah, like I was just talking to Danny about it and we both watched it together and like to me this one was not as 
like well because it wasn't have it didn't have the kind of family drama the the twist of it was definitely not as like um shocking to me like the twist that Janelle Monet had a twin sister was kind of like oh okay and like I just didn't feel that way about the first one. I thought the first one kind of had a little bit more intrigue than this one. Like, I already disliked everyone and was kind of just, like, suspecting that Edward Norton kind of did all of this in the first place. So that I think that when he actually was the one who did it, I just was like, well, of course, he sucks. (laughs) You know? Um, yeah, it almost would have been better if, if you know, it led us on the entire way that we thought Edward Norton did it because, you know, he called everyone there, but then it ended up being kind of someone else. There were a lot of fun twists and turns. I, I did enjoy those. Um, this movie was very fun. But yeah, compared to the first one, I, I don't like this one as much. The characters, I agree with you completely. They were They were annoying. They were funny, but they weren't as... I mean, lovable, I guess. Like, characters can be annoying, but still be lovable. And the characters in the first movie were... And and I also wanted them to be, like, a bit more funny. They were just Mm -hmm. more annoying and frustrating. Like, Knives in Knives Out, the characters were annoying. They had their problems. But they still had, like, a deeper connection than I feel like these people had. These, These people still felt very separated i i know their friendship was very loose they really weren't even friends they were it just seemed like ed norton's character miles had sort of bought them as friends yeah to then to then kind of just use them as he needed them because yeah in a way he was he was trying to he was trying to get get ahead with some of them because wasn't he kind of working with um what was it uh the, the politician the politician character um, yeah, he was kind of working with her mostly with to try Catherine and get Hahn. like Catherine yes. Hahn's character Claire, yeah, who was a polit yeah she was a politician and trying to get her to to advance obviously in her career. Yeah, and then in a way, kind of help help his tech advance because there were there were a lot of problems with with his tech. It was it was very unstable in in some ways, um, and and so it wasn't quite safe to use. And he was, you know, he's just a risky fuel thing. Yeah. 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 And even though those aspects of this were fun, I think it kind of, it took it a bit too far. Like I liked the simplicity of knives out. Mm-hmm. It was very, everything that happened was just very classic murder mystery. And, and, and so was glass onion. And I'm glad it was very different. I didn't want it to be a complete mm, rehashing of nice how obviously I'm mm-hmm. glad that it was very different and I still very much enjoyed it. But it really, it really reached for things like, yeah, it made it more off the ground. I think, which is fine. Yes. Which is fine. It just yeah, it's just to me. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It was just a little bit too unreachable and a little bit too um, unrelatable. Where the first one was a little bit more relatable, a little bit more. Um, which you know. I think if you go back and listen to it, I didn't absolutely love the first one when I watched it the first time. And I think on a rewatch, I definitely enjoyed it more. I thought that the screenplay was definitely deserving of the Oscar nomination that it got. Um, And this one, I feel like wasn't as interesting or like, even though it had that satirical nature to it, it, you're right. It just didn't feel as intimate as 
the first one. I mean, we're just going to compare the first one and the second one, but it's still like, I think it's fun. I think it's decent. It has a good ability to get nominated for an Oscar. Uh, something. I, I don't see why it wouldn't, <laughs> you know, um, considering that the first one did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the screenplay was great. Um, production design was was very cool. Uh, the costumes were fun. Like I, I see, I see, uh, I see a lot of things that this could be nominated for. I really liked. Um, oh, I'm just blanking on everyone's names. Uh, Kate Hudson. The, yeah, go down and see what they're called. Birdie. I did it. Yes, Birdie. I liked her uh, her rainbow like chrome dress that she was wearing. Um, yeah, her outfits were super maximalist, really big, flowy things, um, you know, really fun um, poolside attire. Uh, and just like her kind of air of being like all these people really kind of sucked in their own way, especially her who was kind of the more alt-right kind of way of looking at things similar to Dave Bautista's character where they're just like, I'm just speaking the truth that no one wants to hear. You know, that was kind of the the satirical nature of this, which is showing these people who exist to just piss other people off. And that's kind of their whole thing, <laughs> you know, um, in the middle of the pandemic, she has this insane party that they're all part of her quote pod. When obviously they're not, because there's just like dozens of people in a room, you know. There's just too many. And then she comes to the island in a, like a mesh mask. <laughs> yeah, that's totally see-through. <laughs> like you can just breathe right through it. It doesn't do anything. It wasn't even anything. It was oh, funny. Oh, gosh. It yeah, was it's funny. just making fun of those kind of people who think that they can just do whatever the fuck they want and not have any repercussions and... That's kind of like everyone in this movie. Um, and unfortunately, that's kind of also the downfall of it, whereas like they're all really out for their own gain in a really like shitty way. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of the same as the first one in a lot of ways. And Benoit Blanc's just kind of the blank slate. Obviously, his name is Blanc, so... He, he's the one who doesn't Blanc, have any... Blanc is the blank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't have anything wrong with him. And he's just like living in a in the pot, like in his own um, background. But, you know, I'm, I would be very excited to see more things that he could solve. I, I hope that the new one, the next one is a little different. Yeah, I definitely want to see more of these. I, I like that they even tried to have at least what it seemed like some character growth with him. I mean, he was, he, he was waiting for another case, um, you know, during the pandemic, he was, he was depressed. He was like sitting in his bathtub for, <laughs> for, for hours and hours. And, and it was really interesting kind of seeing that like behind the scenes of, of, of Benoit, like, because before yeah. we, he just shows up at the house and then solves and, you know, with his, suave charming self and then just solves the mystery and then this one he's kind of he's kind of losing it it seems and then he, he kind of needs that spark again like he needs he needs something to to get him back in the groove and he's also more of the main character in this movie whereas in the first one he was kind of more of a side character um and the main character was anna de Armas's character in the first one um yeah 
And so I think that missing her as the kind of um, emotional joint of the movie and like trying to replace it with Janelle Monae's character who played two different people kind of really just didn't exactly line up because we didn't find out that we were supposed to care about her until pretty much when the movie was over, like the the last third of the movie. So you didn't really have her to like anchor you emotionally as you did with Anna Darmus's character. Yeah, the scene the scene where they were trying to um like there was basically a pause in the middle of the movie to to take us back and see how we got to this point. Like yeah. we find out that Janelle that Andy Brand has has a sister and that she found out that her sister was dead and then mm-hmm. she con- she contacts Benoit Blanc and it's just this whole thing and then they meet it's up and they hash too. out this plan. It's it's, it's exhausting. So long. It's way too long of like a flashback. You know, like it's it's exhausting. And then by the time we get back to the story, like the the mystery is solved and yeah. and we're just kind of buttoning everything up. And it's just it's it it was a very interesting layout. I I can appreciate it. But it was a little again, it was a little chaotic, a little exhausting. Um just just not as not as seamless not as seamless as out to me. <laughs> right because like the first one also had that whole timing thing that i feel like they tried to do in this one like the timing of like climbing up the the rafters to get into the house and like killing the guy at just the right time but also ransom was trying to kill him at the same time and like you know so there was that whole like Oh, who's actually in the wrong here? And in this instance, it was pretty clear that none of the people killed Duke Cody, Dave Bautista's character. Like, it was pretty obvious that none of the other people in this group killed him because they didn't have a motive to kill him. And the only one who did was Miles. You know, so it was like, at that point, you're like, well, why would anyone else want to kill him you know like he's got a completely different life than everybody else like there's no like main um goal for them like in the first one yeah yeah for sure for sure and uh, i will say i i actually enjoyed uh jessica henwick who played a peg birdie's uh birdie's assistant slash pr person i don't know she is so Um, hot it's like you know, she's gotten so much better since we saw her in fucking in Iron Fist. Iron Fist. She's just gone up. She was also in um the Matrix Revolution, like the Matrix, uh, well, not Revolutions, whatever the newest one was. It might the be the new one. Oh yeah, and I never, I never watched that one. Also, she had that kind of like, you know, short haircut that just also made her look really hot. And I was like, this this chick. She needs to grow. I'm so glad that she's grown out of um, that Iron Fist shit. Of Iron Fist? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but... That show was a curse. It was a curse on all of our lives. Oh, I feel like I'd never met anyone else who watched that. It was just me and you when we were just like, this is trash. No one should watch this. And at that point, we were just trauma bonding over it. Like, it just was... Oh, it- yeah. It's it was very true. It was fun, but also terrible. And I'm I'm actually regret that I did that to myself. Um, 
Um, this movie also had a lot of really fun cameos. I mean, there is a ton of them. There's um, Ethan The Hawk. Serena Williams one was so good. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Serena Williams, yes. Natasha Leone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Stephen Sondheim, like Hugh Grant, like you said. Like, it's just, it's so silly. And also, um, the very last role for... Um, What's her name? Uh, Murder, She Wrote. Oh. Uh, uh, oh. Murder, She Wrote? Yeah, you know, um, Angela Lansbury. It's her very last role. Oh, oh. oh ever yeah. before she died. And she's just like on the screen playing Among Us with Benoit Blanc. Yep. Yep. Yo-Yo Ma's in this. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's the hourly dong voice. I mean, it's just, it's so silly. It's a, it's it's a real fun movie. It was real fun. Yeah, it was. It was very fun. It was enjoyable to watch and people were complaining. Would I I watch it again? Yeah, I think so. I think I would. I think I would. It's lighthearted. I mean. (laughs) Knives Out was great on a second watch. I'll, I'll see. I'll I'll give it I'll give it a year and then I'll rewatch Glass Onion. Yeah, I mean, there's just it's and I'll let you know how it goes. It's a really obvious morality tale, right? Like it's trying to tell you, like, don't be Elon Musk, don't fall for that shit, right? Like that's kind of it's kind of the the moral of this this movie, like. Like, just don't be a douchebag. I don't know. I mean. Is there any fun trivia? Probably. Um, Oh, I was going to say, people have complained that Daniel Craig's accent is too much. Um, But I like it. I think it's great. (laughs) And, like, like they hate it. They hate it this whole time, like since Knives Out, or yeah, it, it's just worse in this it's movie. It's just that he's like extremely cartoonish. Like his voice is just kind of hilarious. And like it is, but also it's great. I don't know. Like he's extremely smart and he has this fun southern accent. Yeah, yeah, no, no. His his voice his his accent's perfect. He, everyone's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I did not know that. You said Joseph Gordon-Levitt voices Miles's clock. That was really silly. That, like, everything about this island, and including this giant glass onion, was just so... It's just really silly. And the end doesn't have the... It doesn't have that, like, relishing tone as the first one has. I mean, it's fun to watch them break all the glass stuff, but by the time it gets to the end, you're, like, tired of it. I don't know. I, I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> the way the way we're talking about it makes it seem like we didn't like it. But no. I still liked it. Yeah, I still I liked it. Um, I do agree. My roommates and I really wanted something more to happen with Daryl. I don't remember... Did, did anything substantial happen with him? Or was he was just that, that funny guy that just kept saying, I'm not here. Like, yeah, no, he just would... nothing happened with him. He just nothing was like with this stoner that lived on the island. And like, I guess you expected him to come back in some specific way, but he never really did. Which I guess is kind of the joke. It didn't really hit 
the best way? No. I, I no. I feel know. like I feel like a lot of interesting different moves were made in this movie and and some of them some of them stuck and some of them didn't really. I mean, yeah, you're right. It just it didn't feel as methodical and like strategic as Knives Out did. <laughs> But I still liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ryan Johnson is a good director. I don't want to like knock him because I think he really does do a good job, especially like referencing and paying homage to classic films. And he's trying to make movies that make him happy. And I'm I'm happy for him about that. <laughs> You know what? We're all we're all just trying to do things that that make us happy these days. Um especially me. Yeah. I never I never saw Looper. I, I heard good things about that Same, one. Same, you know, I feel like we should give it a yeah, watch. I feel like we should it. give all of Ryan Johnson's movies a watch. Obviously yeah. we have seen several of them, but it would be really great to see more. You know what? We should do we have a Oh, I don't think we ever do a a directors like like episode. We did we did a couple actors like we did Kira Knightley. I think or no, were we going to do Kira Knightley? We did someone. We just did Kira Knightley. It was just oh, her, and, and that was like never... our third <laughs> episode six years ago, Emily. Six years. And we never <laughs> we never did another one. Since. No, because it takes so much effort, and we're just like we have no time for this. It was like writing another radio play. <laughs> um yeah yeah okay you're right you're right i mean there's not he's 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 got some stuff on here we'll think about it we'll think about it i want to watch looper at least maybe we can just watch looper i don't know if i want to watch all these other all those other things um but yeah okay back to the back to the trivia (laughs) okay yeah did you get anything um Unless you want to sit here and wait for me to read, because I read so slow. Let's see. I'll do it uh, myself, too. Oh, I see. I'm thinking at the end. You already said that one. Oh, not just the final film of Angela Lansbury, but the final film for Stephen Sondheim. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Oh, my God. Also, the fact that, like, the fucking Mona Lisa was in this movie was unexpected like i didn't absolutely not expect that and like the fact that they burned it up at the end yeah kind of iconic i mean in a way if the mona lisa was gonna go out that would be pretty epic (laughs) wow wow and like just the fact that he fell so spectacularly because of it because otherwise he wouldn't have had any actual repercussions for anything that happened other than the fact that like that energy source was like a super unstable energy source. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So there probably there is a lot in here. Wow. This one's kind of interesting because, um, yeah, I, we didn't really talk about that that cool puzzle that everyone did kind of yeah, at the beginning, the beginning. To, yeah. to get their invitation. 
Um, it says, Miles says that his puzzle guy was mentored by Ricky Jay. Jay was supposed to be in Knives Out in 2019, but died before he could film his scenes. He was replaced mm-hmm. by M. Emmett Walsh. However, a photo of Jay is seen briefly stuck to a fridge. Okay. Um, Kaylee Cuoco auditioned for the part that ultimately went to Kate Hudson. Oh, which I feel that like would have been interesting. Yeah. I liked Kate Hudson in this. I feel like it really fit her. Um, but yeah, Kaylee would have been good too. I think so. I think she would have been. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm just looking. Oh, you know, I was also thinking Leslie Odom Jr. was in um, the first. He was in Murder Murder on the Orient Express as well. Mm, um, okay. Which is another, like an Agatha Christie murder mystery. Um, which obviously, like, did okay, I guess, because they made a sequel that I saw, that I watched. The, the one on the boat, uh, Merton Death on the Nile, I watched on a plane. Um, oh, okay. I did not like that movie. I, I think <laughs> it was bad. I really did not like that movie. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Here's a kind of a fun trivia. Um, the title Glass Onion refers to the Beatles song from the White Album. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song is enigmatic, teasing various myths about about the band by the band specifically John Lennon who wrote it and it Thus plays in the credits a mystery film's title uh the first knives that was also titled after a song specifically the song by Radiohead from their album Amnesiac nice That's I love fun. that I love that yes and the song played at the very end as well in the credits yeah I I mean All it's right. it's great I, I I'll take more give me <laughs> I will. I, I will definitely watch watch any and all of these movies that come out. If if there will be more, I'm here. I'm here. You have me. <laughs> I will watch them. Yeah, um, it's got a really high meta score. But let's let's do the uh... let's uh, let's take a break first, and then we'll do that. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss okay we are back um what are the plot keywords emily uh the tagline here says a johnson who done it 
Brian, it's Ryan Johnson. Sorry, I don't know why I say. <laughs> I say he has a, Rian. I know. I say it, Rian one because it's an I, and a, there's a character in Dark Crystal named Rian. Rian. Uh, Rian. It's a dumb way to spell Ryan. I totally agree. But you it know, is. I think he should stick with Rian. That sounds cool. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm right. Let me just look it up. I don't want to be wrong about this. I thought um, I heard you pronounce it as Rian Johnson before. No. No? Never? No. Never ever? Never? Ryan Johnson. That's how you that's how you say it. Um he is well, married to I think I've said this before, to Karina Longworth, who is a podcaster that I love. And I've mentioned her podcast on the on the uh, this podcast several times. It's the um, you must remember this podcast, and she does a lot of old movie tales, and it's amazing. Ooh, love it! Yeah. All right. So these plot keywords we got here are sequel, murder mystery, detective, who done it, Benoit Blanc character. Look at that! Look at Benoit Blanc. Benoit has Blanc. <laughs> Keyword, dude, I, I love, love it. it. I want twelve of these. I I just want them to be <laughs> an anthology of movies. I will just take any and all mysteries. I need a whole universe. I need an entire <laughs> Marvel level universe of yeah, of knives <laughs> of, out and of knives of out Benoit mysteries Blanc. of Benoit Buffon. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> 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 Um, All right, so you said the Metascore earlier. Uh, yeah, so this Metascore is an 81, which is pretty very good. good. It's pretty good for Knives this Out season. had got it an 82. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, This yeah, got yeah. Uh, 57 positive reviews, 5 mixed, wow. and 0 <gasps> negative reviews. The entire top bar is filled in. Oh, my goodness. And there's like a... A handful of 100s. There are six 100s. Oh, my. People okay. love... I mean, I, I gotta say this. Critics, reviewers love when things are making fun of reality. And that is exactly what this movie does a lot. So I'm not gonna put them down for that, but it's like, it's like making a movie about filmmaking. Hollywood loves that shit. They also love movies that are asking hard questions. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, what's the lowest here we got here, Emily? Um, we've got two fifties. So I've got, and that's the lowest. So I've got, I got some. I got which one to choose? Let me see. Um. Uh. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this one. Okay. okay. Uh, the New York Post gave it a fifty. Johnson still does who done it's better than Kenneth Branagh's horrid Agatha Christie. They're so bad. I literally. It's so true. It's so true. I'm sorry. He keeps. It's not even done. Horrid. <laughs> Agatha Christie adaptations he keeps torturing audiences with. <laughs> Yet, despite the giggles and the beefier budget, explosions and exotic locale, massive sets, glass onion 
comes off slight. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just loved the dig. I that, I mean, we couldn't even get through to. that wording. That oh was hilarious. Literally just because I just said that too. I literally, I did not read this beforehand. I promise you. I am dying. <sighs> that was so funny. Um, oh my God. I am just going to read this 60 New Yorker real quick and then I'll move on. Um, frankly, who cares who assassinates whom? (laughs) (laughs) And I'll read the 65 from the rap. Johnson freely bounces around buzzwords like disruptors and influencers with dripping mockery, but he stops way short of satire. He never entices us to take an active interest in his new cast of characters. And there isn't much suspense or high stakes to speak of when things start to head south. I agree okay. with that. I I feel yeah. like the the pacing and the tension, because we just didn't have this connection with really anyone to succeed. Yeah. I mean, they tried yeah. to do it with Janelle Monet's character, like I said, but like even then, it wasn't till the end, so there was not like a an incentive, you know? Yeah, and it was just, and it was too late. It was too late by the end. Yeah. Let's see. Should I just read one of these 100s? Sure. Okay. So did you did you count how many there were? There were six. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Hmm. I really enjoyed when Benoit Blanc just figured out the little murder mystery really quickly. That was so funny. <laughs> Wait, which part? The part where he was like, "Oh, it was Birdie with the, with the like, um, bow in you know, because you stole her diamond." Like he said it like immediately as it started, like before he even oh. got killed. Yes, like the little, the little, uh, the little presentation that that Miles was gonna do in the beginning. Yes. Um. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. Um, I'm going to read. Oh, I, I don't. Okay. I'm gonna read. Since we've been enjoying reading from Consequence, I'm gonna read from Consequence. All right. Um, there is mystery after mystery, puzzle after puzzle, reveal after reveal. You won't see every twist coming, but even when you are a step ahead of Blanc, the films. Full speed ahead approach is still so entertaining and fun that the two hour and 19 minute runtime rushes by. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that too. Well, is that all we have to say about Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery? I think when we watch fun movies, it's hard for us to talk about them. <laughs> thought this was a good discussion we we had some things to bring up like it was it was still good it was still good yeah i'm just saying like when we are trying oh. to find things to nitpick <laughs> oh an otherwise um, pretty decent movie we're like yeah all right <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm surprised i found i found as many things to nitpick as i did <laughs> honestly yeah i came in here not knowing what the hell i was going to talk about because i'd already forgotten about this movie halfway this is it was, it every, was one one step out of my brain. This is a story of every every movie that we ever talk about. You're like, I don't really remember it, and then we talk about it, and you're like, oh yeah, this. 
and then I remember it. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like I have situational memory. <laughs> I, like it just it comes to me when I need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. It why, why keep it in there if you don't need it? You know. Why have it holding up space forever when I can just have it hold up space for a little bit? <laughs> exactly. Oh, good. All right. Exactly. All right. That's Glass Onion. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher, and also IMDb. Uh, you can listen to us also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. Uh, if you want to email us and say hello, you can do that at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow our various social media. We have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. And uh, we also have merch, so please check that out. We would greatly appreciate it. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye! Bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.